Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. Tonight's case is different from any other that I've covered, and while you'll definitely, definitely be horrified at the cold, cruel acts of this monster, I promise you that this story has a happy ending. 17-year-old Ashley Reeves was savagely attacked by a teacher who was having an inappropriate relationship with her. He strangled her in a forested area of a park, leaving her there likely to die alone, where he hoped that no one would find her at least for a while. His violence? Chilling. And his behavior after the violence is even more shocking. This is the survival story of Ashley Reeves. Before we jump in, tonight's episode is sponsored by The Dead Time Radio Show. The Dead Time Radio Show is hosted by Don and Billy, two co-workers who discuss their interests in the odd, esoteric, creepy, and occult stories. 
sprinkled with a large amount of humor and sarcasm. Don and Billy search the internet for interesting stories and share them with you. Give them a listen now on Podbean, Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and find out what all the recent buzz is about. Check out their website, thedeadtimeradioshow.com. Shoot them an email at thedeadtimeradio at gmail.com or give them a ring at 843-492-7966. All right, let's jump in. In April of 2006, when all of this happened, Ashley Reeves was your typical 17-year-old high school student living in Belleville, Illinois. She lived with her younger sister and her parents, and she had a pretty normal home life. Ashley was a junior at Columbia High School, and she had many friends, as well as a boyfriend named Jeremy, who she'd been dating for almost two years. From everything that I've read, it appears that her parents approved of them dating, and they even really liked Jeremy. They thought he was a great guy. They said he was wholesome, forthright, and he appeared to really care about their daughter, which obviously is the most important. Ashley was said to be an excellent student, and she was described by friends as funny and bright. And while Ashley had a pretty open relationship with her parents, she was keeping one secret from almost everyone she knew especially from her parents and her boyfriend, Jeremy. Only her closest friends knew that she was meeting up to hang out with one of the teachers at her old middle school. He had been grooming her for some time, and Ashley believed that they were in this secret romantic relationship. The teacher's name was Samson Shelton, and while Ashley wasn't in any of his classes, he was very well-liked amongst his colleagues and other students. He taught driver's ed and physical education. Besides teaching, Samson was an aspiring professional wrestler, calling himself the teacher. Yeah, try not to puke in your mouth listening to that one. I tried as I was reading it and gag. It's unclear exactly how this inappropriate relationship began or how Samson began to groom Ashley, but a couple of Ashley's closest friends did know that the two would often meet up outside of school to hang out at the park and play basketball. But of course, we would later find out that they weren't only playing basketball. Samson was taking advantage of the teenager, and the two were having an intimate relationship. Or should I say, he was sexually abusing her because... That's what it really was. It was an abuse of power. On April 27, 2006, Ashley told her parents that she had a job interview in a town called Fairview Heights, which was about 15 miles away from her home. And then she was going to play basketball with a friend. She asked her boyfriend Jeremy if she could borrow his SUV for the day, and he agreed. No one suspected anything was wrong, until later that evening when Ashley still had not returned home. She missed her curfew at 10 p.m. Her family, including her parents and her sister, began calling and texting her to see where she was, but she wasn't answering. So they called Ashley's boyfriend, Jeremy, and all of her friends, and none of them had heard from Ashley either. This was completely out of character for Ashley. She may have ignored her parents' calls and texts, but she definitely would not have ignored Jeremy or her friends. They called the police to report that Ashley appeared to be missing, and honestly, what happened next is kind of a miracle. When a teenager hasn't come home for the evening, usually it's nothing serious. They've just lost track of time, their phones died, 
or they simply just don't want to come home yet. Because of this, police can be reluctant to start investigating right away. They usually like to wait at least a day before they really start looking so that they don't unnecessarily tie up resources that might be needed elsewhere. But something about the panic in Ashley's mother's voice told them that this was serious, that Ashley wasn't just another teen pushing their limits. And so they began looking for the vehicle that Ashley was last seen driving, Jeremy's SUV. They put out an alert for patrols to keep an eye out for it, and they find it abandoned at Ladderman Park in Belleville, which isn't too far from Ashley's home. In the vehicle, they find an outfit that she had packed for the job interview, and they also found some basketball clothing. Unfortunately, Ashley was nowhere to be found. Now, Ashley's parents were really concerned, and the following day, police decide that they need to question her friends and her boyfriend to see what else they might know. Jeremy tells police that he was actually out of town yesterday when Ashley went missing. He says he lent her his SUV like he's done in the past, and she said that she was going to take it to go to an interview and then to play basketball. Police confirm that his story checks out. He was out of town, and he likely didn't have a clue where Ashley was. When police interview another one of Ashley's friends, this friend confirms that Ashley would frequently go play basketball with a teacher from middle school, Samson Shelton. Ding, ding, red flag. Why on earth would a teacher meet a student outside of school hours far away from the school property to play basketball? It didn't make sense, and so police knew that they had to track Samson down. Meanwhile, Ashley's parents were doing their own investigating. They pulled her cell phone records and they went down the list, calling the phone numbers that she had recently been in contact with, which I think is genius. Clearly, these parents were determined to find out where their daughter was and they weren't waiting around on police. When looking at the list of numbers, they saw one that appeared over and over again and they didn't recognize it as anyone that they knew, so they dialed it. Lo and behold, I'm sure you can guess who answered on the other end of the line. None other than teacher and coach Sam Shelton. They asked him if he had seen or heard from Ashley, and he basically just said no and hung up on them. At this point, they had no idea why a former teacher would be calling their teenage daughter so often, so they brought this information to the police. As soon as police learned of this inappropriate contact prior to Ashley's disappearance, Samson became their biggest lead as to where she might be. So who the hell is Samson Shelton? Well, he's also known as Sam. The 26-year-old worked as a gym teacher and a coach at Ashley's previous middle school. They would have been at the same school together when Ashley was in 7th grade, but they reconnected in February of 2006 when Ashley was a junior in high school. This would be just two months before Ashley would go missing. Now this guy, Samson, he was a really popular teacher. His students loved him and he was a valued member of the community. He was very physically active and he played on a variety of sports teams, including a fast pitch softball league. Outwardly, to those who were around him, he seemed like a really nice, polite, friendly kind of guy. He was outgoing and he just seemed to be a good guy. He was often seen doing chores for his mother and his grandmother, and he was always maintaining the lawn, you know, mowing the grass, things like that. Inwardly, 
things were very different. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I'm not sure of the reasoning behind the circumstances, 
But Sam lived near the middle school in the upscale Wildwood Lake Estates neighborhood with his mother and his grandmother. And he was very close to both of them. One has to wonder if maybe this somehow is related to or maybe contributed to his inability to form healthy relationships with adult women his own age. Police brought Samson in for an interview, and when they asked him his whereabouts the last couple of days, he said that he went through his typical routine. He taught his middle school class on both Thursday and Friday during the day. Then he went out to a bar Friday night to do some line dancing. He said he hadn't seen or heard from Ashley at all during that time, and he had no idea where she might be or what may have happened to her. He also denied ever having an inappropriate relationship with Ashley, saying that the two were just friends. He used to teach her in middle school, and they stayed in touch. Nothing more than that. But the police, they weren't buying anything that he was telling them. They decided to leave him alone in the interrogation room for a little bit to give him some time to think and, you know, sweat it out. And when they returned, it appeared to have worked because Sam was ready to talk especially when police bring up his grandmother. Apparently, this guy is a huge grandma's boy, and he's worried about what she might think. I have some audio from the interrogation, and you're not going to believe what he says and the way he says it. I don't think I've ever heard someone speak so casually about something so gruesome. I will say this. He never kissed. He never kissed. Yes, we did have sex in the back of the vehicle there, and after that day, I felt absolutely terrible about that. Do you want to complain about what's been going on, or do you want to continue to just dig a deeper and deeper hole? Because the, well, the ship is sinking. She was screaming, kicking, everything, put it down, shut the door, ran the car, I took off. I left her. I left her there, is what I did. I left her out there by Radio Range Road. I left her right out there. I did not want to drive by there because if I would have drove by there and if I would have seen if I would have seen her like I don't know if she had got hit by a car or something and she was laying over there in a the ditch if I would have seen that I could not stand that I mean I, I have an absolute fear I have a very weak stomach when it comes to like like gore movies I can't even watch those I still have in my head from the uh, that new Texas Chainsaw Master that came out of it have you seen that movie if I would like see her like laying on the side of the road right there it just I don't know, I, I, would, I would have felt absolutely like horrible. If I left from here, and I went and talked to Grandma right now, and I laid down this whole story that you're saying, what's Grandma gonna say? I just wanna go home, and I just wanna explain to Mom and Grandma exactly what happened. Your grandma's not here. I know. Your mom's not here. No, it's... But you know what? In a way, they are. Because everything they taught you all the talks Grandma had with you are within you. All of them are. And unfortunately, right now, Sam, he ain't telling us the truth. And you need to. You have to. For Mom. For Grandma. What's going on, Sam? Can I go show you what happened? Please. She's still out there, Sam? She is. And where is it at? I have to show you. I was a nervous wreck thinking, what do I do? What do I do? I went to make it look like and she got strangled there in the woods. I took the belt, I, I pulled. 
I, I pulled it on her, on her neck. I don't know how long I held on. It turned my head because I, I didn't want to see. And all of a sudden I heard, a, I heard like a gurgle. And then all of a sudden when I heard the gurgle, I let go. And when I let go, she had spit foam coming out of her mouth. And, and then, I'd, then I'd seen that she was the sickest color I'd ever seen. Her tongue was like kind of protruding like between, like that between the teeth. To summarize, Samson says that he met up with Ashley to try and break off this relationship with her. They were sitting in his car talking. He ended things and according to him, she wouldn't get out of his vehicle. So he unclicked her seatbelt and tried to forcefully drag her out of the car. Because of how small Ashley is and how much bigger than her Samson is, he said he accidentally hurt her. While trying to get her out of the car, he said he heard a loud snap and he thought that he may have broken her neck. Ashley went limp in his arms and he panicked. So he removed her from the car and he dragged her body into the woods. He decides he needs to strangle her to try and make it look like someone had attacked her there in the woods. He uses a belt to try to strangle her and he even steps on her while strangling her with the belt for leverage. He says he hears a gurgling sound and then she goes quiet, so he knows she's dead. When the police ask him why he didn't just call an ambulance or take her to the hospital instead of dragging her out into the woods and strangling her, he says that he didn't want to be blamed for her death and he feared losing his job. Yeah, so he's a complete selfish prick. And think about it. The next day, after doing something so horrific to this teenage girl, he taught a class at a middle school, and according to the students and staff who saw him that day, he seemed completely normal. He wasn't stressed, he wasn't upset, he wasn't worried. He continued to joke around with students as he usually did. And then, after school, he decided to hit up a local bar and go line dancing. Clearly, not a care in the world, while Ashley's body lay out in the woods as her parents frantically searched for her. Almost 30 hours after Ashley was reported missing by her parents, Samson Shelton told police that he was ready to take them to her body in Citizens Park. It took Samson a bit to get his bearings right. It was now pouring rain and dark, so things looked a little bit different than in the daylight. Police began searching around the cold, damp, forested park floor, They almost gave up thinking that he was lying until they finally found her lying there soaking wet, absolutely covered in insects and bites. They had found her broken body after she had laid there outside in the elements for 30 hours. Police were mentally preparing for the worst for needing to tell her parents the tragic news when one of them noticed that by some absolute miracle, she was still breathing. Somehow, she was alive after all that she had gone through. The paramedics rushed to get her to the hospital, though the prognosis didn't look good. She had been repeatedly strangled, her throat was crushed, and then she was left there in the elements for 30 hours, completely paralyzed and barely breathing. Nobody thought that she was going to make it through the night. Back at the police station, Samson wasn't worried about Ashley or her family. 
He was worried about whether or not he would be able to take out his contact lenses or have access to contact solution. I mean, his eyes were dry, guys. He also questioned whether he'd have a private toilet in prison because he was a shy peer. And if he couldn't pee, he would just be miserable. That's the kind of individual we're talking about here. No regard for anyone but himself as Ashley held on for dear life. But I told you, this story is a survival story and Ashley Reeves is a survivor. She fought to live, not without massive struggles, but her family surrounded her and cheered her on as she took baby steps towards progress. Samson was charged with Ashley's attempted murder, but for some reason, he was able to make bail while awaiting trial. Now, I have no idea what judge would allow that after looking at the brutality of what he did and then the zero remorse for his actions, but here we are. And while out on bail, Samson attempted to take his life by overdosing on antidepressants. He wrote on his chest with a marker something to the effect of do not save me or do not resuscitate. His mother found poor Samson and called 911. When police and medics arrived, Samson once again showed his true colors and he became violent and aggressive with those who tried to help him on the scene. He spit on one police officer and he kicked a nurse. He survived the suicide attempt and he would be tried for those assault charges later, but he would be found not guilty. According to his defense team in that trial, he was not responsible for his actions because of the effects of the drug he had taken. It doesn't matter though. Samson Shelton was convicted in the attempted murder of Ashley Reeves, and he was sentenced to serve 20 years in prison, where he has to share a toilet with a bunch of other men, and he's hopefully absolutely miserable about it. He pled guilty as part of a plea deal, which his family said he only took so that people would stop demonizing him. To this day, he has never apologized to Ashley Reeves for his actions. But you know what's really messed up? Shelton is expected to be out on parole on April 22nd, 2024. That's only three years from now. By then, he'll be 44 and Ashley will be 35. I don't understand how attempted murder of a child only gets you a maximum of 20 years. The intention is still to murder someone. Just because they were lucky enough to not die doesn't make it any less serious. And actually, I want to take back that word lucky because luck has nothing to do with it. Ashley Reeves went on to fight for her life back. First, she fought just to survive. And then she fought to be able to speak again. And then when she was bound to a wheelchair, she fought to be able to walk again. To this day, she doesn't remember the days preceding the attack. She doesn't remember anything about the attack itself or the days after she was found. One of the officers who found her that night was wearing a body cam and you can actually watch the footage of when they found Ashley. It's unreal. It's, it's a hard watch, guys, but I will put a link in my show notes, so if you want to see it, you can. But Ashley says she can only watch a little bit of it because it's far too emotional, and I can imagine why. It's a miracle that Ashley has come so far in her recovery when she was truly left for dead. Which actually leads perfectly into the Lifetime movie you can watch about Ashley's survival story, because it's an incredible one. 
The movie is called Left for Dead, The Ashley Reeves Story. And last I saw, it's available to watch on Amazon. If you're having a hard time finding it, I would check there. Today, Ashley is 32 years old. She's married and she has two children. She's raising her family in Illinois while she's working as a caregiver. And I will end this episode with a quote from Ashley herself. Don't give up. Don't ever give up on yourself. There's bigger, better things out there. I've gone through plenty of hardships and it's just, just keep fighting. Every day it's a struggle, but you just gotta keep on trudging. That's it for me tonight. Big thanks to our sponsor, The Dead Time Radio Show. Make sure you check them out. You can listen on Podbean, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and make sure you go give them a listen and find out what all the recent buzz is about. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I'm on YouTube, Nikki Young, Serial Napper, all one word. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Until next time, don't be a Dahmer or a fucking Sam wants his tits grandma lover. Bye. Thank you.